Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, everyone. Tim Wright here, along with Dr. Michael Gurian. It is the Wonder of Parenting podcast, episode number 192. And we have, I think it's going to be a fun podcast. Not that they're not fun, but this is going to be a fun one because we're talking about boys peeing and showers. And if you've got boys, these are topics that you wrestle with as parents. Maybe you do with your girls too, but for sure with boys. And uh, we just thought the, we've got a couple of questions that just seemed too fun not to talk about. Um, Michael, you've got a special event with the Green Institute coming up here in just a few weeks. Tell us about it. Yes, one of our sponsors now is the Gurian Institute. And uh, if folks go to gurianinstitute.com, G-U-R-I-A-N, gurianinstitute.com, you'll see everything that the Gurian Institute does. And specifically, at the end of June, we have our Summer Institute. And so we really want to call attention to that. Um, And again, you just go to our website. It'll show up right away. You click it. And uh, there's, you know, 20, 25, 20, or I think it'll add up to 23 different talks. You can do it virtually or you can come to Phoenix where it's in person, where Tim is. I'll be going down there. Um, Tim will be speaking at it. I'll be speaking at it. Marion, whom you will have heard, um, Eva Dwight will have on and many, many other uh, incredible speakers on uh, the minds of boys and girls and really everything uh, having to do with raising boys and girls, teaching, educating, et cetera. So um, go to GurianInstitute.com and you'll see the Summer Institute. And next week, we're going to have with us Dr. Greg Jantz. And uh, Greg has been a longtime sponsor, almost since we began the podcast. Um, he has he puts out a book a year on, on different emotional challenges that we face in our lives, like anxiety, depression, and other things. And his center, The Place of Hope, up, in the, up there in the Seattle area, is a fantastic resource for those who need extra help. And uh, you can learn more about them on wonderofparenting.com, wonderofparenting.com. All right, so I'm gonna, we got two questions we're going to tackle today, and they were somewhat related. And um, uh, so I'm going to start with the first one. Uh, and I believe that this one, I, this one we got, and the second one too, both of them off of our Facebook group page. So if you're not on our Facebook group page, just go to Facebook and uh, type in a, a search, go to Wonder Parenting, hit the join button, and we'll let you in. And uh, not only do I grab questions every once in a while from there, but a lot of great responses from other parents. So here we go. Hi, all. Our almost four-year-old boy intentionally urinates on objects in his pants on the floor during a tantrum. We have tried making him clean it up, talking to him about why he did it and why it was wrong, etc. getting angry, taking toys away, giving him extra attention, love, showering him with compassion. He has been doing this for almost 12 months. So there is not a current circumstance to have triggered it, although any big life changes always makes it worse and more frequent. He otherwise is toilet trained with no bladder issues. He says he he feels it's because he is upset and angry. 
He will do this a couple times a week. So um, obviously this is a big issue, right? So when we talk about boys and peeing, uh, that's a little bit tongue in cheek, but this is a particular issue that has some challenges to it. And um, so Michael, when you first read that, what were some initial responses you had? Yeah, it's it's very interesting. He seems to only do it in the family. Uh, I don't know if he's in preschool or not, but there's no mention of him doing it when he gets upset elsewhere. So right. it's, it looks like it's just in the home. Um, that would be an interesting test, I think, to see if he as a, and as a discussion point in this family system to see if he does it anywhere else. If he's mm. only doing it in the home, you know, that's something just to add it, put it on a list. Um, he feels, you know, perhaps safe in the home, uh, et cetera. Um, and I say to put it on a list because I think I'll jump to the end. I think they need to consult with someone. I think they should talk okay. to a pediatrician or um, or somebody because this is a this is a behavior that the, the child could grow out of. Absolutely. Uh, in fact, maybe likelihood he will. Um, but also it's possible that he has an anxiety disorder, right? That this is mm. a young, this is a young kid who, who who has a lot of anxiety and he doesn't quite have control over bladder, you know? And so it's an easy way to sort of, it's a way to release the anxiety. It's a way to self-soothe. Uh, it could be self-soothing for him. It could, it, it does look like a sort of power grab, right? I mean, in, in, in these interactions, he throws a tantrum and, he pees. And so he gets a lot of attention on him. A lot of that is negative attention. Um, uh, but here comes all the attention, you know, so he gets power from that attention. Uh, uh, but it's, it's, but it's somewhat unusual, you know, it's, uh, the fact that it's gone on for this long yeah, to me makes me think they got to do a consult, um, as to, as to boys and peeing, you know, it's, it's interesting that he, he would use this and I'm thinking, that more boys would use it than girls just because mm -hmm. for us biologically there's territoriality, you know, there's marking territory. Our peeing is very important uh, from an evolutionary, you know, standpoint in male development. And now as, as human beings who are at this point in evolution, we don't use it that way, right. To mark territory, et cetera. But that still is in our DNA. So mm. I just think it's interesting and I'm not yeah. surprised that a boy does it this way, but I think he's, yeah, I think you got to consult with a doctor um, and find out if he's got anxiety. Uh, also find out if there's something going on with his urethra or with his, you know, with his organs. Uh, I think that's the next step. Yeah. Cause it, it does sound like he kind of controls when he wants to do this, it seems to be when he's having tantrums and it, right. it, he, he'll pee on a, an object or he'll just do it on the floor. So it seems it, 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 what I hear you saying is it seems very intentional. So there's something, it's not, a, it doesn't sound like it's just, he can't hold it. It sounds like he's doing this for a reason to express something going on internally and he doesn't have words for it. Is that yeah. Yes. I think it's a both end. I think there's possibly something going on with him in terms of, uh, you know, his organs, mm -hmm. you know, could be maybe, and the brain with the, with anxiety could be, um, and it, and so therefore what looks intentional and is intentional, I, I'm sure these parents are right that it looks, it looks and is intentional, but uh, to choose this way could mean there's something else going on. 
you know, mm-hmm. um, uh, either physiologic or, or, or mental, um, yeah. to choose this way because yeah. he could just get on the floor and bang his hands on the floor, but he doesn't, he chooses this. And so yeah. that's, and, 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 or it is chosen for him in his body because he can't control himself when he has a tantrum, right. Cause there's some sort of physiologic weakness or whatever. And so then it looks intentional because he makes it look like it's intentional, but actually he's not controlling his body. He, he's just so overstimulated that his mm. body is releasing this urine. So I wonder if it's a both and. And of course, we can't know that. They got to consult right. with a doctor. Right. Very interesting. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Uh, now, you. so let's pull it out just a little bit. Um, there is something about boys and a fascination with peeing. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Um, and it's biological. Um, yeah. And you, and you mentioned a little bit about, you know, marking territory and anybody who's got a dog understands that image. You know, we don't, right. we don't have a lot of men walking around marking territory with urination. Now we maybe mark it in other ways. Um, but little boys in particular just love, you know, pulling things out and peeing places. And part of that's the freedom, right? Um, We can pee anywhere we want, you know, within reason. Um, And so what, what is it besides marking territory about little boys and peeing? Yeah. Well, so we are, you know, there's a lot going on. We like to see the stream. We like to see how far our stream goes. (laughs) We like to, because it's an object moving through space, right? It's a, it's a, um, uh, it just happens yep. to be a stream moving through space. And so right. we kind of move it around the way we're moving a laser gun, you know, where does that go? Where does that go? And so it's, it's experimental exploratory, you know, none of it at this age, right. Is anything except that there's nothing, there's nothing, uh, wrong with the person. There's obviously nothing sexual or anything. It's, right. it's, it's all about that. Now, of course we socialize kids, so they don't do this in public. You have to do this in private and that's all part of the journey, but the urge to see where the stream will go and compare the stream with others um, and the experimentalism, the measurement, all of that I think is, is wired into us. And it comes from, uh, I think it comes from its usefulness biologically for marking territory, for showing our prowess, for, for posturing, for self-display, you know, because males uh, historically and biologically in order for us to mate uh, you know, females select males. So in order for us to mate, we, we have all this biology around uh, showing ourselves off and proving ourselves. And that's wired into our DNA and comes along with the testosterone and with the, the Y chromosome. So, so this is an early way in which unconsciously boys get to display themselves and posture and compare and measure uh, and show off. 
um, right. and marked territory. So I think that's kind of the biology behind it. Right. So what we what you just talked about there, that's normal boy behavior. What mm-hmm. this particular question is asking is a little different. And we want to differentiate again that there's something going on with this little boy that's challenging him in some way, shape, or form, and he's expressing frustration somehow in some way through this sort of defiant peeing, for lack of a better word. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 12 months. I mean, if like this has happened a few times, I'd say, oh, you know, I mm-hmm. grew out of it. Um, and again, I think you know, it's very possible this guy goes out of it. But 12 months, that's a long time. So now we're, we are in a more unusual situation. And and these parents, you know, they've tried everything. Uh, they, yep. they took the toys away. They give them extra love and all that. So they've tried all these things. And they're not working. So yes, I think we put him in the, this is an unusual category for which we need to look at some medical help. Um, and I think start with a doctor. I mean, we don't, we don't need to start with the mind. Um, you know, the doctor, the pediatrician uh, or, or the ARNP, whoever they see should be able to discuss both what could be physiologic and what could be anxiety or, or something else that they would discover. I think that person can do both at this point because he's he's four. Um, yep. So I think the pediatric uh, is probably best. Uh, but I think they should get on it. I mean, I think they've tried yeah. everything they can for 12 months. And so now it's time to get yeah. some outside help. Uh, one of the things that, uh, you know, you and I both share a lot of life experiences together. But one thing that I probably did that you didn't is I taught a boy how to pee. And, right, because uh, you had a son, you, right? I had a son, and you I had did two not. daughters. Yeah, <laughs> right. yeah. And, uh, you know, so putting that little piece of toilet paper in and, you know, shooting at the the, the object or right. um, going in with grandpa or dad and making a cross, you know, do all those things that you would do to teach a boy how to pee. And it, it, and it, in some ways, I was thinking about teaching my son how to pee was similar to what you were talking about before checking out streams, aiming it, you know, doing those kinds of things. And and that was all part of the thinking in teaching a boy how to pee, which is different than teaching a girl how to pee. That's uh, beautiful. Yeah, you're right. I have not had that experience. Yeah. Um, and to your point, I think parents shouldn't worry about boys doing this because it's just like laser tag you know yeah. it's just like they're holding they're holding something and they're aiming and yep. uh, if you can get them to aim in the middle of the toilet great uh, there's yeah. a beautiful commercial and i show a still of it when i give talks um uh commercial uh oh, clorox maybe or one of the detergents tied one of the detergents and it's got these two boys that draw a line in front of the toilet and then they keep drawing the line yes. further back to see how far they can get in the toilet. You know, okay, if I, can I get in the toilet from back here? Uh, it's pr- priceless because yeah. uh, it speaks to everything you're talking about. Yeah. I understand that when you're younger, you can move farther away from the toilet. When you get older, you got to yeah. move closer up. I, I yeah, think you and I are closer yeah. up now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that's probably more information than anybody wants to know from our podcast. But uh, for all you young parents, that's what you have to look forward to. Uh, so let's switch over now to the next topic. Um, and this one was also on Facebook. Uh, what's up with boys not wanting to shower? A scientific explanation to this would be great or would be greatly appreciated. I just don't understand the struggle is real. Uh, and, uh, this, this weekend, as we're recording, um, I was doing some research for a sermon I'm preaching this weekend and, um, it, it, I came across something that it's still a law in the books in Boston 
apparently, at least the internet says it is, and if the internet says it's true, then it must be true, that in Boston, on the books, it is illegal to take a shower unless a, f- a physician has prescribed it. So oh I'm guessing there's all kinds of boys who would love to move to Boston right now. <laughs> so uh, what is it about this question? I mean, this is, this is a parent who sounds kind of exacerbated, or exasperated um, yeah, by a, a son who doesn't want to shower. And, uh, you know, after a while, boys start smelling kind of ripe. Um, is, is this normal for boys not to want to shower? Or is this just sort of uh, this boy? Uh, uh, it, it, well, you know, with the previous one, we talked about the, the peeing. Is is there something about the overstim of being so angry, you know, and all of that? And and, and this is unusual. It went on for 12 months. Um, uh, and it needs help. With showering the basic boys not wanting to shower, you know, I wouldn't, I would say, yes, it can be, that can be quite normal. Um, and, and just like experimenting with peeing can be quite normal. If, if, however, you know, you can't get your son to shower, uh, is it, you know, for months, okay, then there's something unusual, but if you, mm-hmm. and, and got to see someone about that, a doctor or someone to figure that out. But if it's just, you know, he likes to go a few days and he gets ripe, that is well within the range of normal. And for a number of reasons. One is we got to remember, it's often moms who want their sons to shower. Moms smell, right? The olfactory works better in women than it does in men Mm. in Mm. general. All five senses, uh, except for visual, where we're pretty equal. Um, But really, all five senses, females take in more and store more sensorial data so they smell more they taste more uh you know on average than men they they see more color they you know all five senses so with smell uh females are smelling it and they're smelling it quicker the boy as a male and as a boy who's kind of haphazard and sort of a young little hunter you know who isn't really caring a lot about that he's not smelling it and it's right. similar to um uh it's similar to a joke I make in, in what could he be thinking, which is an earlier book, um, about 20 years old now, but I joke about Gail and myself and how different our habits are. And, um, like the way I like to load a dishwasher, which is just put his stuff in, but Gail likes it all a certain way. And she likes to clean more of the stuff off the plates before she puts it in the dishwasher. Cause she sees more or like dusting. Uh, I, for a while dusting was my job, you know? And, and so I tried to dust and I would go, well, it's done. And she'd come back, she'd come around and say, what are you talking about? Look at all that dust. And I'd say, I don't see any dust. You know, and so we joke about these things. These are pretty profound differences between males and females. So you will have some boys and some men who are very neat, who will shower every day or twice a day. And I think it's possible that most boys go through a phase, actually, especially when they're starting to try to figure out mating, where they, uh, you know, early adolescence, where they might start showering more because Mm -hmm. they notice that girls you know smell it and so they want to they want to look good for the girls but when they're young they're not smelling themselves the way their mom is and so that is a typical conflict uh between moms and sons um and so we smell less it it's um we like the smell of ourselves right we as boys we we like that we smell dirty right because we were playing in the dirt etc so Mm -hmm. that's some of it and some of that i think is evolutionary biology uh, I think I joked about the hunter, but I think some of that comes into us because until very recently, we spent so much time outdoors and we would get very sweaty and we would work and we would 
accomplish and we'd be sweaty and we would like that smell. Right. Mm -hmm. But our, our mate, let's say, or our mom would not like the smell. Uh, And then um, there's also research around pheromones and how, you know, smell, a lot of stuff happens via smell that we don't know about as human beings. And of course, pheromones come through and, um, uh, and we, the boy, he, he may be putting off the pheromones he wants to put off, um, especially in the early years, uh, smell or no smell, or even through the smell. We don't know that's going on, mm-hmm. but it feels fine to him. Uh, but it's the mom or someone else or the dad or someone who says, okay, that's it. You know, and so, and it is quite appropriate to say, okay, uh, you can go three days. That's it. In our house, that's the line. You have to, you know, or you can go two days, whatever that house works out, depending on how bad that smell is. Um, here, here it is. And they ought to get uh, get the other kids involved. You know, if they have multiple uh, children, get the other siblings to help the parents to get him to shower, you know, and then gradually he will. So this will this will get cured, uh, but it's not abnormal. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me. And you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I find for my, um, my grandson's Kind of the main issue is I got other stuff I want to do. I'm kind of busy, you know, and they may not be busy at all, but it just seems like a hassle to take a shower, right? They don't, they don't really feel the need for it. You're right. They don't know that they stink. Um, and it just seems like a, sort of a hassle to have to take a shower. Um, what are, yep. what are some. And they got to put on new clothes. They right. like the clothes yeah, they're wearing. Right. Oh my gosh, yeah, if I take right. a shower, I got to put on new clothes. I like yeah. my clothes. Yeah, it's, <laughs> I like it's how they smell. Like, <laughs> uh, you know, kids, boys who, maybe girls too, but boys who don't want to put pajamas on. I just sleep in my clothes. What's the big deal, right? right? right. Um, it's just too much work. So you've got a parent who, you know, wants to teach his son, her son, uh, some good habits. Are there positive, proactive ways uh, I know you mentioned one of them, you know, every two days is shower day, whether you like it or not. Yeah. Create a ritual. Um, yep. Yeah. Create a ritual. Um, are there other things that parents can be thinking about to encourage their sons to shower? Um, are, are you, do you recommend ever bribes <laughs> or, Oh yeah. Um, whatever works. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, taking a, depending on the age, if this is a younger yeah. child, you know, one thing that's very bonding and sweet to do is to, um, you know, mom and the, the son is four and they, she gives him a bath or dad, you know, depending on how comfortable the mom is with being naked with the boy, maybe she isn't, mm-hmm. maybe she is, you know, different for different families, but uh, the, the dad, you know, there would be comfort there. The dad does a bath and is, 
uh, is nude, the child is nude and bathing. And so there's a bonding ritual. And for the younger kids, that's the way to handle it is to set up this bonding ritual of, of bathing the child. Um, when the child gets older and is done with that, whenever that happens, then you're moving, you know, then you're going to move toward these strategies of getting the whole family to get them to take a bath or of setting a limit. Um, and the conversation is going to be a, a conversation about self-discipline. It's going to be a conversation about taking care of yourself. You know, it's, it's going to shift. You're going to use the, you're ripe, you know, or you really stink, or do you realize you are going to school and everyone can smell how much you stink, right? You're going to do that. That's really yeah. normal to do. Um, and the, and the conversation is going to be, you're growing up now, you know, and, and this is how, you know, an older boy acts. This is how a boy of eight should be acting. And so every two, two days, you're going to um, have this shower and that's now a rule. Uh, so you can have the conversation about growth elements like self-discipline, mm -hmm. but you probably for a while are going to have to um, set the ritual. If the boy resists the ritual, um, you know, this is when you really assert your authority as a parent and you say, well, you can't resist it. Uh, this mm -hmm. is the rule, you know, you have to, we've given you the justification, you have to do it. Um, and then if he's still resisting, then it becomes a discipline issue because the yep. showering is part of self-discipline. So it's okay for it to become a discipline issue. And, and then the boy is going to, you know, stop fighting it at yeah. a certain point. If it's a reasonable ritual, he'll do it. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's kind of, uh, how do you, how do you make it fun? Uh, which is partly yeah, what that's you the bathing is really fun. Yeah. yeah. And, and, uh, I know for my, my grandsons they are starting to get a little old for this now, but, um, they didn't like showers, but they would, they could spend hours in the bathtub. Yeah. Cause you they put, can play put some yep. toys in there, play. Right. And yep. then, then you're almost begging them to get out yep. of the tub. So <laughs> it's kind of, you know, finding that, that balance of, uh, yeah, this is what, this is what would be fun. Yeah. This would be worth doing, uh, or, you know what? You get some ice cream after you take a bath, whatever. Yeah, that's um, a good bribe. <laughs> yeah, good bribe. Uh, and um, so, it's, so it's not so much um, that that boys are just anti showers, but they just have mainly uh, sort of a different view on life sometimes that make them not as crazy about taking baths or showers as as maybe their sisters might be. Yeah. Yeah, for all these reasons, uh, and again, there are some boys by personality who are right. really neat and who you know want to take a bath twice a day, so that exists. Um, but yes, in general, this this is a pretty profound male female difference that we see worldwide. So uh, you know that must come in on the genome, and it, mm. it it is. I think it's connected to all these elements we described: not smelling as much anyway, wanting to posture. Um, not, liking the clothes I'm in now, not wanting to change. And then you said, you know, it's a hassle. I'm doing other things that are more important to me. I, I think all of those are true. And for girls, uh, you know, you raised a daughter, I raised two daughters. They were, you know, they were both much more into cleanliness. They yep. smelled everything though. And remember, remember, you know, women wear fragrances. Okay. Yep. And we say they wear fragrances uh, for, for men. Right. Uh, I mean, at, at one level, we know it's evolutionary biology and they're wanting to attract men and they want to smell good to attract males. OK, but mm -hmm. not at five, not at seven, mm -hmm. not at nine. That That is not what's on their mind. But the, the biology is still there to smell good uh, and they want to smell good. And yeah. that's part of how they relate to the world by smelling well. Well, for boys, quite often, 
It's the opposite. <laughs> they mm -hmm. want to relate to the world through their smell, not an artificial smell, but their smell. And yeah. they have to manly, learn that the a world manly smell. Yeah, and the world doesn't want that smell. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. So right. it is a different perspective on yeah. The smell. Yeah, and my my wife's one of them. You know, she's got certain perfumes she loves, and I I can never smell them. Right? She just oh, what do you think of this smell? I can't smell it. <laughs> you know, so um, you know it just it's part of what you're saying that our smell for guys is not quite as heightened as it is oftentimes for our, our brides or our girlfriends or our daughters. Yep. Yeah. There's certain things males smell well, like blood. There's certain things, but basically yep. females smell more. Yep. They're olfactory. Yep. They have more, there's more space in the brain, in the female brain for that olfactory, hmm. which is smell. Hmm. Very good. Well, Michael, this has been fascinating. Oh, as always really interesting. And there's always a little biology in there. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully for these parents, uh, some good advice. Uh, and uh, again, for the first parents, I think you're you're recommending it might be time to go see somebody, just mm -hmm. a doctor at this point. And for the mom battling with her son to take a shower, hopefully a couple things here might stick for you. And, and um, we'll hear in a month or two, yeah, he's starting to shower more regularly. So yeah, and whoever's the authority in that family, it's now the job of the one who holds the alpha authority to, you know, create the ritual and make sure this kid follows the ritual. Yep. So if he's fighting yep. against, let's say it's mom he's fighting against and he won't take a bath. I'm just saying that. I don't know. Then yep. dad, if dad's the alpha, then dad takes this on now and he makes yep. sure. Yeah. And and again, you know, we're wrapping up, but, but um, you know, that may be one of those sacred chores that you like to talk about or mm -hmm. sacred work. Part of your mm -hmm. sacred work is you're going to do, you're going to take a shower and then that earns you some privileges. You know, that's going to get mm -hmm. you an extra 10 minutes uh, on your pad, your iPad tonight to mm -hmm. add to your 20 minutes or whatever. So right. uh, to help position it as sacred work as a way of maybe earning some privileges might be a good idea in some cases. Yeah. And you could even try saying you represent our family. I mean, that that's like sacred work, you know, you're representing our family. So when you go out there and you smell, yeah, it doesn't represent our family very well. Right. You One could try that. It may not work, but to add to what right. you said. Yeah. We don't want to be the stinky family. <laughs> the stinky family. <laughs> I like that. All right. Well, good luck bathing your boys there, folks. And yep. uh, thanks for joining us. We mentioned next week we're going to be with Dr. Greg Jantz, uh, one of our sponsors. And um, he's going to have some good stuff to talk about. We're going to, I think we're going to focus mainly on just emotional well-being for our children. And he's got some good, great insights to share as does Michael as well. So thank you so much for listening, everyone. Thank you, Michael. Thank you, Tim. Thanks, everyone. And we'll be with you next time. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.